1: You always follow, the follow the money. That's what I always say. you Always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard
3: on VSIN. Welcome in. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Thursdays are always loaded back into this hour. Paul, charging with fantasy football. But here we go. The maestro himself joins us in studio, Mike Palm. He is the VP. Of the Circa Resort and Casino, the Golden Gate, and the D in downtown Vegas. Good morning, sir.
4: How are you? Good morning, Mitch. Good morning, Paul. Hey, good, Mike. good morning, Pomfret, Connecticut. Oh. Our loyal and family. I guess you could say peekaboo on all these with the video issues this morning. <laughs> Bourbonnet, Illinois. Hell, shout out to Kankakee, too. Peekaboo, Marquis, we see you. Perry Sound in Ontario, Canada, Roger Sportsnet, So Township. That's a suburb of Pittsburgh. Watching on AT and T. Big win for the Steelers Monday night in 29 Palms, California. 29 Sunrise. Palms. Sunrise over Spectrum. Yes. Very nice.
3: Uh, were you surprised
4: how many teams were used in Circus Survivor last week? There's a lot. I mean, there were 30 the first week. What would we have? 24 something. This. Right, guy, I, think, I mean, yeah. it's, it's amazing. But you know what these are? This is the double options. It, the people weren't taking just the Bears and Tampa. You know, they're using. They're trying to get rid of two teams, which it's a little conservative early. You know everybody's got to be cute, you got to be, the consensus pick. The Commanders and then the Bills both march on and meanwhile a third of the fields eliminated. More than a third of the field. So you don't yep. always have to be cute here. Yeah. Yep. I'm yep. surprised. <laughs> Paul said he's going to go multiple entries on the Niners tonight. Boy, I thought you'd have to focus on Florida this week. You're either using Miami or Jacksonville was was my opinion here. Mm. I, you got you've got the Niners to use against Arizona next week. I'm going to
2: do that too. Uh, that that's that's my theory. Well, so, okay, I understand. But um yeah. Jags have lost Nine in a row to Houston. And remember I what get happened it. La- well, like half the field was knocked out last year at 13 to 6 game, but I get it. understand okay. How about Miami? I wouldn't be surprised if uh Peyton shocks the world. I would be. Would you? I'm okay. going to ask
4: Michael Lombardi later on the Palm Palms Pressing 3 about what is really the problem in Denver. Is it is it Wilson? Okay. Is it Peyton? I mean, how soon will Amal Shaw declare it was all breeze and not Peyton? <laughs> <laughs> he he hasn't yet? He has He's not yet. He's hmm. stuck to the Brady argument. <laughs> what, what did you think of that onside kick to begin the year? Why? It's too much ego. I think he mismanaged yeah, all the game in several ways. Sure. The long field goal, sure. not going on. It was it, it was all bungled. Do you think- and then you blow a, a 21-3 lead to the Commanders yeah. at home? Yep. Yeah. I, I will tell you that, uh, look, I mean, and here at Circa, again,
3: you have the holiday weeks that are their own separate... Yeah you know, adventure, because you got to mm-hmm. save teams for Thanksgiving and then Christmas, the Chiefs play on Christmas, yep. they get the Raiders. Most people, I think, are going to want to save the Chiefs in case they're still alive to have that uh, for that day. But also, I think some
4: people are going to say, this Bears team, as you I called, care. by the way, you hated this Bears team before the season started. I know started. Paul had it, but this was my thing for the thing. I got them under 6.5 plus 230. Ooh. They're going to they're gonna lose this week to Kansas City. They'd have, for me to lose the bet, they got to go 7-7 seven and seven the rest of the way. Think about that. Why, they're terrible. They scored more than a touchdown only in the second half in only one of the last 10 games last year. They were not competitive. How did the lines get so much better? Bad O-line, bad D-line, and an inaccurate quarterback. Where's the – and the win total went up by five. Five. Come on. They had to win
2: eight games this year. Eight to go over. How do you handicap this mess in the last 24 hours, too? Well, the DC quits. I was was shocked when I heard that the Bears defensive
4: coordinator – quit I was even more shocked to learn they had a defensive coordinator (laughs) let's put it that way that way how about Fields though can Uh, you be any worse yeah the media I know I juxtaposition him against Coco Goff. In the, I mean, and this girl's straight out of Central Casting. I mean, she never hits a false note in any interview oh, after I love, a man. And this, time I mean, the story about Brad
2: Gilbert was so good. But yeah, he's
4: it, yeah. It, it, even with the protesters and understanding their point. Sure, but this sure. guy's effort. I mean, I'm being coached too much, too much. I mean, what are you saying about yourself? Too much info. I just got to flow. I got to be me. I mean, this is an Ohio State education. Oh, is that what it is? Well, I don't know. But you're telling me they said let him be? They never let him run the ball, really, at Ohio State. They, they kept the clamps on him there. Very few designed runs. That's right. Yeah. Right? I always said, why don't you let him run more in these tight? They lost that game at home to Oregon. Never let him run. Third and sixth, fourth and five. Run the guy. Run the guy. He's just not an accurate passer. Yeah. Yeah, and we brought this up earlier. Again,
3: something that we could not understand in the offseason. Like, how are they power rated according to division odds,
4: And their season win total, they were power rated higher than the Packers. It's it's ludicrous. I mean, if you're handicapping the Central or the North, just draw a line through them, right? Draw a line through them. That's what we know is they're still the worst team in the division. Now figure out the other three. Mm -hmm. Those are the mysteries. I like your
2: point at the end. I don't care if you have Randy Moss and Jerry Rice. Why was DJ Morgan to make a difference? This guy is inaccurate. So what would it matter? the wide receivers are. Doesn't matter. No, yeah, had to get no. the line has to be better. That remember, too. Remember you got to be able to run the football. The preseason game against the
3: Titans when people were losing their minds <laughs> and I said, hey, those were dump-offs and the Titans'
4: defense is shaking. They took him to the house like 60 yards. I don't care. Fields, okay, all right. They were betting this guy for MVP. I, I yeah. just don't get it. But anyhow, let's move on to more challenging
2: topics. Yes. You got that one right. I fell off my couch when Circa Sports tweeted this. 5,200 people got in circa millions. That's five games ATS a week against mm-hmm. the spread. How many are 10 and 0? Two. Come on. Two. Two act, out of 50.
4: Ack Attack and One Bad Mother. That's the name of the two entries. Wow. 10 and 0, and nobody's 0 and 10. Really? How about that? 0, 9 and 1. Five people are 0, 9 and 1 on the, on the booby side of it. How, how many people did you think were going to be 10 and 0? Ah, somewhere between 8 and 15, probably. Yeah i mean there were 100 and it was 151 minus 38 113 people were 5 and 0 the first week so only two of them went 5 and 0 the second week wow i mean look, and even if you look two people 10 2 and 0, two 9 and 0 and, on 1 and 22 so there's only 26 people 9 and 1 or better and then you go down to 8 1 and 150 and 102 people are 8 and 2 i'm 7 and 3 right now in millions that's not bad well, i'm not going to catch the quarterly but if I could somehow
3: maintain a pace like that the entire you, year, you're I'll seven take it. and
4: three. Yeah, tied so, with like so, 350 people, I think. 324, um, but uh, 76, uh, one, 78, two. Uh, there's only 430 people ahead of you, uh, right? Well, I and, need, and I then you uh, in that group of 300. Put it this way: I need to have a good week this week. Well, you need to keep having four and ones. That's what's really
3: important. Well, of course, yes. I can't, and I have to avoid the zero and five. Oh yes. Have to avoid that. So I got there with the Steelers. Should not have gotten there on
4: Monday night. How concerned? You like this Browns team a lot. I don't know if you should not have gotten there. I... Uh, their defense created points for them. I, I love the Browns team, but I'm really concerned now with Chubb down. You're, well, but Watson can't win the game for him. When when they got the the fumble and touchdown, I immediately went. And I had the under, which was gone on the first play of the game. I thought you'd never get back to that pace. But I bet the Steelers minus whatever was two seventy. I said Watson is not leading this team on a touchdown drive. It's impossible for him to put three or four good passes in a row together. You just couldn't do it. If you had Chubb, maybe. But uh, now, now there's trouble there. Well, Paulie I mean, asked me on Tuesday, how much
3: time am I willing to give Watson with the whole rust narrative? Right? Still? It, are you
4: are you are you over it already? Um, who do, you, who do you think has a better shot of returning to form, Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson? That's a great question. Neither is my answer, but I, yeah. would, I, would, well, I would maybe the, lean Wilson. You saw Wilson, some flashes of it with Wilson. You did a little bit, yeah. When he can
2: get people in space, well, the, he, deep, he, the deep ball. We're at the, same, we're at the same point in the game, though. Both contracts are absolutely horrendous <laughs> now. Um, out of 35 quarterbacks with 200 passing attempts since the start of last year, He's 33rd in yards attempt, just be, yards per attempt, just below Wentz. He's 33rd in passer rating, just below Davis Mills. He's 34th in sack rate, completion percentage, and 30th in success rate. This is ugly, ugly for Watson. Bad. So. Mm. Better they, snap out of it soon, and they it better do have start least Tennessee. Defense. Yes, they oh, do. It's absolutely an elite yes. defense. You can't lose that. You mean I? I you, know. you, you can't lose Mitchell. You yeah, held the right. Steelers to one play. They had one offensive play. That's, That's right. it. they <laughs> also were <laughs> minus seven <clears throat> in the fourth quarter in yards, and they got yeah. the defense. So even yeah. if you just go conservative and bunt, yeah. sure. you're going to win the game because yeah. they're doing the fire Canada chance right. during them.
3: Now, are you surprised the Steelers this week are catching as many points
4: as they are out here against Las Vegas? Well, they haven't shown anything offensively in two games, so that's that's the problem. They've also played the Browns and the Niners' defenses. Yes, two two of you could argue that you could argue that's t- two of the top three defense, yeah. three or four defenses in the league. Um, the Raiders didn't show too much in Buffalo, though. I mean, th- th- which even more goes to how bad Denver is. Uh, I'm talking people into a Miami play. I think uh, here mm. in Survivor, um, I am concerned for Cleveland, <clears throat> also. Excuse me. <clears throat> ha! You know, we don't give John Harbaugh enough credit as a coach, I think. I mean, they were the walking wounded going into Cincinnati there. Uh-huh. And I've been concerned about whether Munken was the right guy, Todd Munkin, to run that off. Mm-hmm. I thought they should have hired his brother out of West Point and run the triple option before getting in a passing game, coach. But, I mean, if you watch them, they were very efficient. They missed a field goal and gave up a punt return touchdown and still won in Cincinnati in that divisional game. They're going to be a tough out this year, too. And they were banged up across the board. Offensive line, they're down to no running backs. I mean, they had a lot of issues there. Lamar played very well. I've pondered a bet on him to win the MVP. Haven't done it yet, but...
2: What do you think of Baltimore and Survivor? It looks like it'll be Minshew. Harbaugh is 49-8 and straight up against teams uh, 500 or worse.
4: I just... They come off a big win, so I don't like, you know, typically when you're coming off a big win there. I think Miami's the play. I, I don't like Kansas City, but for the Christmas. But also, yeah. why road? You don't need to use road teams at this point in the season. Stay away from divisional games and stay away from road teams. A lot of options. Yeah, it's a weird week. But then Jacksonville, Jacksonville divisional yeah. game. Yeah, he kind of trying to sneak Jacksonville in there. Um, but yeah, they've been terrible against well, this he, team. Here's the thing <laughs> with
3: with this Texans team this week. Yeah, they're, they're banged up. They have a lot of injuries. How does Trevor Lawrence not have a good game? If both safeties miss again this week, he's not going to correct
4: itself from last week where he didn't do much against that Chiefs defense. That was a strange game. I mean, because they kept turning the ball over. Yeah. I mean, there was no scoring, but it wasn't really all defensive. It was so many turnovers.
3: It felt like the game should have had <laughs> way more points than what it did. I mean, it was the highest total on the board. It was 40-1 to in the, the only game. the only game that game? went under. Yeah, yeah. that's yes. it. How about the whole that? week. How about yeah. that correction? The yeah. week one unders and week one yeah. completely flipped. Imagine <laughs> that, huh? Yeah. Right, follow the money here on VEASAN. The Sports Betting Network will continue with uh, the maestro Mike Palman studio up next. Uh, no hyperbole. He'll run down the biggest gaps of the previous week, and we're told a Hall of Famer is back on the list. Find out who it is next here on VEASAN.
1: is follow the money on vcent
2: looking to be a better better of course you are tens of thousands of people have already turned to juice reel Juice Reel in the App Store. It's not a sports book, a tool to help you beat the books. Juice Reel connects all your sports betting accounts into one app, loads all your betting history and gives you an edge backed by nearly one billion in bets from betters in all 50 states. Use the data to follow the winners and fade the losers. Download Juice Reel today. Juice like Orange Juice Reel. R-E-E-L. Absolutely free. Download Juice Reel to your iPhone or Android device today and become a better better. Let's go.
0: No bias. You wear no pulled punches. Your wife cheated on you because you lost sight of who you are as a man, as a husband. <laughs> no agenda. There is no fear in this dojo. This is no hyperbole. This is the best part of the week. Here's the maestro, Mike Baum.
4: All right, we're stretching out the week. Let's start with number four Rebels Without a Pause. And one of the top intersectional matchups of week three of the college football season, Vanderbilt from the SEC traveled to Las Vegas to take on UNLV at Allegiant Stadium. That'll tell you all you need to know about week three. (laughs) A.J. Swann's 34-yard touchdown pass to Quincy Skinner Jr. tied the game at 37 with a minute seven to go. Here's where the game got wacky. On the ensuing drive, UNLV quarterback Jaden Mayawa, who starred at Liberty High School here in town, was intercepted. After three runs for a combined six yards, Vandy attempted a 33-yard field goal, but Jacob Borsella missed, giving the ball back to UNLV on its own 20 with 44 seconds left. After an incomplete pass on first down, UNLV seemed to be conceding by handing the ball off on second down and gaining four yards. The Commodores could have sailed on into overtime, but Clark Lee called timeout. And this inspired UNLV. On the next play, Maiawa completed a 10-yard pass to give them a first down and then found Riley uh, Riley, Ricky White for 48 yards to the Vanderbilt 18. Jose Pisano nailed a 36-yard field goal to give the Rebels a 40-37 victory and move to 3-0 against the spread. Let's examine Clark Lee's decision to take the timeout before they headed into overtime. UNLV, had amassed 345 yards up to that point, 37 points, 19 first downs, and had been 10 of 19 on third down. Perhaps overtime would have been the better decision for the former Notre Dame coach. All right, number three, you play to win the tiebreakers. A lot of talk this week about the ending of the Rams 49ers (laughs) game at SoFi. The Rams trailed 30-29 with their final possession of the game. They faced 2nd and 10 from their own 45 with 41 seconds and no timeouts left. Matt Stafford found Kyron Williams for 8 yards to the San Francisco 37. Here's the time to spike the ball. Here's the time to give yourself a chance to win the game. Brett maher would then needed to connect on a 55-yard field goal, and you still would have had close to 30 seconds left mm-hmm. to attempt an onside kick and then a hail mary to tie the game. But no, they let the clock continue to run, and then Stafford found Puka Nakua down to the Rams' 20, spiking the ball and kicking the field goal. I don't disagree at the point where you don't spike the ball when you get to the 37; that you could kick the field goal on the end. Now points differential is the seventh tiebreaker when it comes to playoffs in the nfl did you know that paul i would have thought thought it was fifth but it's it's the seventh
2: i read it was ninth head-to-head
4: divisional record common games conference record strength of victory strength of schedules and then overall points differential amongst the teams that are tied is that did sean McVay know the spread which sat at seven and a half perhaps It's more likely that these college coaches where no tiebreakers are involved and continuing to run offense quickly in the final minutes of games know the point spread than he did. The poor decision here and what makes no hyperbole is his decision once they got to the 37. Okay, number two, whistles swallowed. What a strange game that was in Denver. The Broncos lead 21-3 with seven minutes left in the first half before Russell Wilson inexplicably fumbles the ball near the sideline. The Redskins get a touchdown, a penalty. They convert to two, a field goal before halftime. And all of a sudden, it's 21-14. Do you realize that during a stretch in that game that the Commanders outscored the Broncos (laughs) 32-3? I'm not sure that the Commanders could outscore the Bears during any stretch 32-3. How ridiculous. Well, we get to the end where the Broncos have the the ball with 19 seconds left and no timeouts, complete a 16-yard pass to midfield, and then a double deflection Hail Mary to Brandon Johnson for a touchdown. Now all they need is the two to send this crazy game into overtime. Wilson locks in on Cortland Sutton, who's defended by Benjamin St. Juiced. A little bit of contact is an understatement. <laughs> yeah. Now Gene Sterator, who they didn't let come on camera to talk about it, tweeted after the game that the contact clearly affected his ability to catch the ball. Somehow, none of the officials looking at this play, where the ball went, seemed to think that was pass interference. Perhaps, perhaps it was because St. Juice did not lock his fingers in the, in the full Nelson. Perhaps that's the reason they, they let him get him. This is absolute. How can this happen? Now, remember when they experimented with the rule where you could challenge pass interference yep. once a game? Mm-hmm. I think we need it here in this spot. This would have been a quick overturn yep. and re from the one yard line. All right, finally, we get to number one. Mm-mm, really not good. <laughs> one of Paulie's favorite headlines. For the no hyperbole purist, Anthony Lynn is no longer a head coach. Tony Correnti has retired. Angel Hernandez is down to his last appeal. But thank God, we still have Matt Campbell. Fresh off letting Brian Ferentz's offense rack up nine first downs and an easy win in cover in the house that Dan McCarney built, Iowa State traveled to Athens, Ohio to take on MAC Powerhouse Ohio Bobcats on Saturday. Amazingly, this was the best bet of six out of the 16 participants in Matt Eumann's Friday night contest. Ohio, Ohio plus two and a half. Mm. The most consensus pick of the week so far. Well, Iowa State didn't disappoint. Another (laughs) pathetic (laughs) offensive performance, and they lost to Ohio ten to seven. Now you have to walk up a hill as you exit that stadium there in Ohio. And there was an Iowa State fan who'd made the 11 hour bus drive from Ames to Athens, who, as the team and Matt Campbell passed, Shouted something towards the head coach. Now, parents, if your children are watching uh, at home on Nessin, Masson, wherever, marquee, they may be consuming this. You may want to ask your children to leave the room. Because I am gonna repeat what this fan said. And if you're a little faint of heart, I apologize to you. Direct quote he said, Campbell, what are you doing? You are on the hot seat. I know. Outrageous. I was gonna try to I was gonna try to spell it out for those sensitive of you. This compelled Matt Campbell to turn around and try to charge at this band. He had to be held back by security, his fellow coaches, and his own players. I want you, if you're watching, take a look at this man that said this. Take a look. Now obviously, this young lad has encountered some problems in his life. This is the guy that Matt Campbell wanted to beat up for saying, you're on the hot seat. Mm-hmm. In his press conference on Tuesday, he was asked about it and Campbell said, I'm not perfect, I'm human. Well. I'm going to give you some numbers that are a little less than human. All right. <laughs> the Bear had a great tweet about this. In- incredible tweet. Chris Felica, formerly of ESPN, now with Fox Sports. their betting expert. Matt Campbell has coached in 26 games where his team was anywhere from a four-point favorite to a four-point dog. He is 6-20 and 20 in those games, having lost the last 11. Oh. Paul, you and I remember the game at Baylor a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. They did everything cool. they could to right. win that game. I right. mean, it, they should have won by three touchdowns. They lost the game outright. Matt Campbell had Brock Purdy and Brees Hall in the same backfield. He went seven and five. All right, the bloom is off the rose here, folks. This guy is NG, no good. And as soon as Iowa State learns that they need to move on from him, the better. You were unlucky, Cyclones, that somebody didn't snatch him up when he was a hot product. And that is no hyperbole. By the way, so (laughs) actually seven and six that one year because they
3: lost their bowl game. Here are the numbers for Purdy and for Brees Hall in two years back-to-back. One year, Purdy, 72% completion percentage, 3,200 yards, 19 touchdowns. That same year, Brees Hall, 1,464 on the ground, 20 touchdowns. The year, uh, another year, Purdy, 67%, um, 19 touchdowns. Hall, almost 1,600 yards rushing, 21 touchdowns. Yeah, 500 team. Yeah, 500 (laughs) pretty much, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's we, what you get. Yeah,
2: right, good job. We've been on this for four <laughs> years. I mean, remember when Clay Helton got fired? It was like, who's going to take the job? This guy was on the list. Oh, he was up, was up for like a it. lot of jobs. LSU, I, I never understood USC.
3: All of them. I know. Yeah, I think other big jobs. That, wow. Wasn't he talked about Notre, like for Notre, Notre Dame? Dame? Yes, sir. Yes, mm-hmm.
4: that guy. Yeah. Wow. You remember in the in the Big Twelve championship game in Dallas? where he was caught on the hot mic using a lot of right. disgusting John terms McDonald about the official. Was like blushing. Yeah, was it blushing. Yeah, it was, it was awful. Yeah. I think that, that
2: told you all you, you mean, needed to know about yeah. that guy. I thought yeah. you were going to say the fan yelled, nice game, pretty boy. <laughs> <laughs> you me oh. start that.
4: that fan. Somebody tweeted, if, if, and you and I was sitting on Halloween and you're not dressed as Matt Campbell and that fan, you're doing something wrong. Yes. Yeah. No kidding. Yes. <laughs> wow. 11-hour drive? Yeah. Wow. A bus ride. 11-hour bus oh, okay. ride. okay. Yeah. All right. As the crow flies, it's shorter, but it's
3: here. <laughs> yeah, okay. <All> Guys, right. <laughs> Follow the money here on V-C Network in-pocket plays are up next, and Mike is off to a hot start again this year in the Friday Night Football Invitational here at Circa on VEASAN. Uh, Who does he like in some of the games that we have this weekend? It's a loaded card, specifically in college. Find out next here on Follow the Money.
4: No way. I'll give you three to one odds. Nope. Five to one. Nope. Ten
3: to one. You're on. A couple of uh, touchdown props that I like tonight. George Kittle, plus 215. Grab that. Um, that was at Circa earlier this morning. Uh, it's still, I would still bet it at plus 185 or plus 190. Circa offers really good numbers on the touchdown props here. Uh, and also, this one might not be available at all books, but if you shop around, I, based on game flow, what Shanahan said this week. Smaller bet. We'll call it Mike Pummel like this. We'll call it a uh, 0.2 units, right, on Elijah Mitchell anytime touchdown in the second half. It's five to one. Shanahan wants to split up the carries based on the point spread tonight. Niners get out to a big lead. McCaffrey takes a seat at some point. They score more points. Mitchell's in goal line carry, five to one to score a touchdown in the second half tonight with Elijah Mitchell on a Mike Pummel
2: special with 0.2 units on that. Is, is that more than pizza money or is that Taco Bell money? That we'll call under- a little bit of both yeah okay. okay all right subscription contest going between the shows here at Vison need your help to win that stakes a thousand dollar voucher here at circa how good is this stevens kid huh isn't that awesome to be used on a super bowl futures ticket to sweeten the deal for you you save 10 percent when you sign up for a new Vison pro annual subscription use promo code ftm bragging rights and a juicy futures ticket on the line Time to start betting smarter. Help us do the same. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Sign up for a new VEASAN Pro annual subscription. Save 10% with promo code FTM. vison.com slash subscribe. As we continue here
3: with the maestro, Mike Palmies in studio, the VP of Circa Resort and Casino. You are a part of the Friday Football Invitational here. Matt Humans hosted on VEASAN from Circa. You're ineligible to win the prize at the end of the year because, of course, you are the VP down here. All the picks are available after they're put out. vcin.com for those of you who want to track it and maybe you can't catch the show. Uh, off to another really good start this year, Mike. Uh,
4: what's been working for you? Are you doing more college or NFL? Uh, I've been doing four and three. That's been the formula both weeks. four And the same results. Three and one in college, two and one in the pros. Okay. I, did, I was 10 and three going into the Monday night. I needed the under in that. And and I would have lost it either way if I would have taken Cleveland, because I would have taken Cleveland if I took a side. I'm mad in the college because I reluctantly used Kansas slain 28 on the road, which never really had a shot to cover against UNR. I, w- I thought about long and hard South Alabama because I just think Arizona State's no good and therefore Oklahoma State's no good. Right. And yeah. South Alabama, they win the game outright. It was it was easy. Yeah. But so far. You, but let's be honest. No pressure. I mean, it's totally different for Wes Reynolds and myself and humans and the, and the juice bot to pick without any pressure, right? I mean, these other guys, I mean, the 25,000 might save them. So um, we're, we're free-flowing here like Justin Fields and, and things are going. But I stuck to my theories from week one. Like, I faded the Bears. I faded the Bears again. Okay. I was on the Green Bay. I was on Green Bay again in that game, right? They covered the, the, the contest number, which was one and a half. It went up three here at one point on Sunday morning. Uh, In a game, though, where they were totally outgained by Atlanta. But so anyhow, and then I just I go by kind of what I see in college football. Um, More than more than preseason notions. I'm still sticking to my preseason notions in the NFL. Okay.
3: what have you seen so far from Notre Dame and Ohio State? Have you formulated an opinion on this game at all?
4: It's really I'm really tempted to lay three in this game. I I don't know what we know about either team, really. But I have to believe that Ohio State's going to be able to put points on the central Michigan ran the ball. Uh, on Notre Dame. And so I'm concerned there. Uh, Hartman's really good. He, he yeah, he's, a, yeah, yeah. he's like a professional college quarterback, right? I mean, he's maybe the best since Paulus. So, And I have fond memories of betting Ohio State at Notre Dame. One of the biggest bets I had made up to this point, and I was in my early 20s, was when they played in 96. And I laid the points at 3.5, I believe. And that's a Pepe Pearson game, where Pepe Pearson went off, and they won 29-16 uh, at Notre Dame Stadium. So... Three is really tempting. I'll probably use that in the contest if it's still three at noon on Friday. Oh,
3: some of those John Cooper coach teams for Ohio State. I mean, that dude could recruit as well as anybody. Let's let's be honest. They've had Notre Dame's number through the years, too. Notre okay. Dame has
4: had no success against Ohio yep. State. Uh what number would you need to bet Colorado at Oregon? That's so hard to know. That those fans are right. That's really you could say that's the toughest place in the country to play in stadium. Um, I. I think the number's are a little high, though. Oh, you do? Honestly. I would have made this game about 18 or 19. So I'm I'm going to be in California, so I'm not going to be betting the game. But if I had to take a pre-flop side, I might take Colorado here. Look, Oregon had no business winning that game at Texas Tech, let alone covering Uh, it.
3: Agreed. Really? I
4: I didn't think. And then they played a high school team the first game. They had 700 yards. Yeah, right. We'll see. We'll see how good the Colorado defense is as well here. Because, I mean, this – this total might be way low at 70 and a half. Uh, look at the Oregon team total, yeah. 45 and a half. I mean, they could touch yeah. 50 in this game, but how many points will Colorado score with well, them? They'll play night? fast with them. Yeah. How fast does Dion want to go? Right. It's an advantage when he's playing at elevation and those other teams aren't used to it and you make them play 80 snaps. Is it an advantage when you go that quick? Although, I don't know. Maybe you keep the crowd noise out of the game by going that quick. But remember, you got to get positive yards on first down to keep going quick. Yeah. What have you seen with Alabama? They, they don't have a quarterback. That's... This is like reminiscent of pre-Saban era, where they just didn't have anybody. That, nobody can throw the ball there. And my, meanwhile, tried to watch that game right before halftime when they had to pull all the cameras. They was like a blimp shot. Yes, all you yes. could do was look at that white box in the lower right corner. Was yeah. it a touchdown? No, nope. third and eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, how you sweat that game? Yeah. Ben Wilson, who's my co-host on Live Bet Saturday, bet the Alabama Team total under 13 and a half, which was a good bet because the weather was coming. Yep. But then with the delays, oh, now we're going to come back in perfect conditions and of move course. the ball. But South Florida did enough with the ball to eat clock when they had it running. So it was a good bet. I mean, it never came close to 13 and a half. Yeah. Now seven against Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss. Six and a half, seven. Which, which is what a strange game that was. And like the first half was way under and then the second half had a million points. And okay. they ran that play in at the end. But I mean... He ran a play, but still, Georgia
2: Tech's got to miss like five tackles wow. on the play. Did, I, 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 I don't know. I wouldn't say I, did attempt. Did they attempt a tackle? I, there wasn't, I don't know what I mean, that was. That was that, they were running by him. It seems like it was, uh, uh, hey, okay. Whipped. Yeah, go wow, ahead,
3: pal. Get in bad. the end zone to, to the walk-on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any opinion on Oregon State and Wazoo? Paulie uh, and I, I it's think, like Wazoo. I think Washington State's really good.
2: I do. I Let's like do Washington
4: State in this spot.
2: Yeah. I do. Do you trust DJ on the road? That's the question. But, uh, it wasn't very good last week. I know. Ward has been awesome so it's far. It's a tough for... place to play in the Palouse. Yeah. 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 It's good. Hey,
4: did you uh, – What about Iowa-Penn State? Uh, th- how many points? Under, are... under, under. Under 40. Tough place to play. I don't know that, you know. Give me the score then. Mar- Give me the score of the game. 31-10. Tw- no, I thought that would no, be 31-7. 24-9. 24-9, something like that? Yeah. So, I- I so. Iowa does State, nothing offensively. Penn State didn't do much against Illinois. Kansas went up and down the field, but Illinois just kept turning the ball over and giving them short fields.
2: Yeah, plus five in a turnover battle, I think it was in that game. So, boy, this is bad. I mean, look at, again, every year with this team. And (laughs) look at the team total, you're right. Brad Powers just told us they're not going to get there. He's going to go, he thinks he'll be shocked. What do you say? He'll be shocked if they get 10 points? Yeah, I yeah. said nine. I mean, think about that. nine. How they get the about, touchdown if oh it's not special God. teams? You got running backs special out. Special teams or defense. Yeah. That's, yeah. it. that's it. That's true. The tight ends <laughs> out. Tight ends My, out. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I don't know. I I just, there's got to be a better way, right? I know the guy wins, but come on. He wins. But Yeah, but you? Are you how can you watch this stuff? How can he you stomach it? He every... the fan base, though. That's what they want. They're they're
4: relevant. They're in the Big Ten West race every year. He's I don't had know a couple ten win. You can seasons. do better than
2: that, though. You can. Yes. Well,
4: here they got a Michigan quarterback, and now the guy's banged up and can't move around. It? Didn't well, how did Hayden Fry? Well, they scored a lot of points. Sure, I know. They, we had they, Chuck they, Long. They, but I mean, you would go. He, to he even goes. said one time early in the year, we're going to have to outscore our opponents to win the games, which was oh. very epiphanic, right? Chuck it, Long, remember Chuck Long in the Freedom Bowl against Texas? He threw how, for a million uh, yards. How can you forget? That was the closest Heisman vote ever. He and Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson, yeah, he and Chuck and Bo Long. Jackson beat him that yep. year. Yep.
3: Okay, we'll close on this. Ah. This poker player ah. in oh. town who admitted to lying oh. about having terminal stage 4 colon cancer, he raised between thirty dollars and $50,000 in donations so he could play in the 2023 World Series of Poker main event in Las Vegas. Busted. Doesn't have cancer. And he was living the high life.
4: Well, you know, these GoFundMes are dangerous. I know people that, I know somebody that did this that raised money not to go play in the world series of poker, but they did, they raised money for, you know, uh, a disease that wasn't at the point they said it was. And they're fine. But you know, people have sham weddings too. <laughs> I mean, that's, they, they do it for the money. Yes. They have these weddings. Yes. They come in they give you yes. six pieces of chicken for 10 people at the table. They get the money and run. Yeah. And then divorce two weeks later, or whatever. I mean, yeah. people are bad people, right? I've been at a wedding that served right. breakfast for, uh, what do you think about that? <laughs> no.
3: At what time of day? Five o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> oh, my
2: God. They Did breakfast. they have an omelet station?
3: Uh, <laughs> it was like pancakes, sausages, and donuts. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I got... How about that? Oh, my God. I got the LASIK surgery, and I talked to the gal who worked there, and I was, and she was well, I got divorced. It only lasted a couple months. I didn't love the guy. I go, why'd you get married? Well, I wanted to have the day, she said.
4: You, is that why you're what making you this decision? I she wanted to have
2: the day. And the I mean, is that why no. you got
4: engaged? No, you're looking no, forward to no, the big no, day? No, huh? no. The girl with 12000000 million wasn't <laughs> enough. <laughs> I mean, it's incredible, right? I got another one. Oh, I don't, don't have time. I got another no, one with these, no. these, these, these. Mitch runs you right up against the brick wall. Here oh, always oh my great story.
2: But you knew you're up against it when you give the kid money and he's in the pit gambling. He's like, wait a second. Spotted by people who donate it. Complaining about the Bellagio suite. Not up to my standards. You're going to die, I thought. What? He might now. (laughs) That's
3: exactly (laughs) a great appearance, Maestro. Paul Paul Charchin on the program uh, next. He thinks a big name player could have a breakout game tonight.
1: Presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL Plus. Visit NFL.com slash schedule release to learn more.
2: night Niners at home DraftKings Sportsbook keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day new customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets Football's more fun when you're in on the action download the app now and sign up with code follow new customers can bet $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook official sports betting part of the NFL with code follow creativity off the charts great menu the crown is yours at DraftKings good luck
3: Fantasy Football Hall of Famer Paul Charchian joins the program now. Guillotineleagues.com is the website. You can still draft uh, as we speak. All of his rankings are available as well every week for free. You can just click on Charch Ranks. Good morning, sir. It's good to talk to you on the program yet again. Uh, What do you want to do in terms of uh, Matt Breida tonight, filling in for no Saquon Barkley? Is he worth a start against this Niners defense, or would you look at the player props and say, no, he's going to do nothing and maybe go under?
5: Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. Uh, you know, given the state of NFL running backs, you might be desperate enough to feel like I got to do something with Matt Breida because you know they're all dead. Uh, but let's hope it's not here, right? No back has hit 100 yards against the Niners in 35 straight games, so you can pretty much rule out a big game from Matt Breida. And through two games, the Niners are giving up just 44 rushing yards to opponents total. That's it. So it doesn't look good here. Runners have found some success against the Niners through the air, guys. But that's not Matt Breida's game. He's averaged for four last four years, he's averaged one catch per game. So we can't even try to find some alternate value through the air. I feel like it's all bad here. There's some reports out of New York that it's going to be much more of a timeshare than people realize, which, you know, that would be that would be a big blow as well if we've got to have to look at guys like Gary Brightwell and Eric Gray on the field. And additionally, so I think there's a lot of reasons to either avoid or take the under in Matt Breida tonight.
2: Okay, and Mitch is high on Kittle tonight. And remember when when Purdy came in right away, the rapport with Kittle and the numbers he was putting Mm -hmm. up was fantastic. What do you think of of Purdy and Kittle?
5: Yeah, this is the angle. Mitch is right. Uh, Cardinals tight ends just went off for 88 yards uh, against the Giants. So, you know, I like that. That, that. By the way, it's the Cardinals tight end. I didn't really emphasize the key parts of this. The Cardinals tight ends just went off for 88 yards. You know, Giants are a bottom 10 tight end defense last year and receptions allowed, yards allowed. That looks to be trending the same way here. Brandon Ayuk either is going to play hurt or he's not going to play at all in this game. Mm -hmm. So there should be some extra attention to Kittle here as well. When Kittle's healthy in these rare moments that we're not rolling into a Sunday, wondering whether or not Kittle's actually going to play. He generally fares very well. I mean, he's one of the best, obviously one of the best tight ends in the league when fully healthy. So we're going to take the opportunity here. I don't know what his prop bet is. Mitch. I bet you know his props off the top of your head. What are we What are we looking at for his over unders? Uh, f-
3: around forty four and a half tonight for the receiving yards. I bet plus two fifteen anytime touchdown.
5: Oh, I like that too. Uh, two plus two fifteen sounds like a value play there. If I if Ayuk doesn't go. And yep. I gotta put I gotta find a touchdown outside of Christian McCaffrey. I mean George Kittle'll definitely be the guy, so two fifteen makes a ton of sense. Love that. And I go over the forty four as well.
3: Yeah, that's the number that I'm okay. seeing. What what about Purdy? Do you wanna start him tonight against this defense?
5: Uh, see, now, this one's a little bit trickier. Um, Giants' pass defense hasn't given up any fantasy points, but that's because they got blown up by Dak Prescott, who did not have to pass, and then they played Josh Dobbs, who can't pass. So, you know, we really don't have a great read on this Giants' uh, defense and secondary yet this year. And I am a little bit worried... Then we get Niners blowout in this game, too. So, you know, maybe there's not going to be a big emphasis on the passing game if it goes that way. Giants obviously are fully capable of that. Um, Giants hold a PFF grade as the fourth worst coverage unit. Uh, If Brandon Ayuk goes, then I'm, I'm, I'm a lot warmer on Brock Purdy. Their depth chart's not great after their two starting wideouts. So I think a lot of this really hinges on Ayuk's availability, which right now is a mystery.
2: I'm sure you have a great story on this. I can't get enough of the Puka story. How long can this continue? And and what happens when Cup comes back?
5: So when Cup returns, the guy who's getting iced out is Van Jefferson. The Rams desperately needed Van Jefferson last year after Cooper Cup went out, right? They needed somebody step up, right? And we all thought Van Jefferson was going to be the guy. Oh, he flopped terribly, right? And he's done nothing this year. But let me tell you what the sneaky tell is and why Van Jefferson's going to get phased out. Sean McVay... Has moved Jefferson's routes through his whole career. He had been an outside receiver, not this year. They've moved him into the slot for over half of his over half of his routes. That's Cooper Cup's natural position. So when Cup comes back, Van Jefferson's going to be the guy that's the odd man out, and so Puka Nuku is going to be fine. And maybe, just maybe. Sean McVay doesn't change what's already working with Puka Nakua. Maybe Cup turns into the number two receiver. We'll see. Hey, let me uh, let me run this by. You. Nickname. I'm, I'm workshopping a nickname.
2: Puka. Thermonuka. No. I like Puka the Peppo. But I, I
3: like Pauly's nickname the best. What's that? Puka the Peppo. Oh, Puka the Peppo.
5: I like Buka. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I'm I listen. Right. Look, we're just in the workshop. Yeah, we're, working we're, working we're working it. We're working it. Yeah.
3: Yes. Who doesn't like good Italian food? I mean, That's come right. on, right? Yeah, come on, family no, style. Good. Big, yeah. big time. Right. Hey, uh, can you trust? Uh, look, it hasn't been pretty for uh, Deshaun Watson. We're talking to Paul, huh. Paul Chargian, fantasy football Hall of Famer, guillotineleagues but he's taking on this Titans defense. Does he get it corrected this week?
5: If not now, when? And why isn't there more to this story? By the way, I mean, here's the league's most reviled player who is unjustly also the league's richest player, Mm -hmm. and he's been awful, awful, awful. Many people think there's a very real chance that Watson isn't as good as the Browns' backup. Dorian Thompson-Robinson, who looked fantastic in the preseason, we don't know for sure. But there are people out there who believe that's the case. Now, obviously, they can't make the change because they're a quarter billion dollars into Deshaun Watson, so they can't just pull that plug. But he might not be the best quarterback on the roster. Get this. League-wide, the only quarterback... With a lower completion percentage than Deshaun Watson is Zach Wilson. Oh. That's the level that he's at. As the highest paid player in the league, he's only a little bit better than Zach Wilson's completion percentage. That's it. Now, the good news is they're playing Tennessee. Tennessee's got this crazy defensive philosophy they've been running going with for a few years, which is basically this. We're gonna stop the run. We're gonna sell out to stop the run. And we're going to go ahead and give up gigantic passing days, long plays. Uh, they've given up back-to-back 300-yard passing days so far already this year. That's what they were doing last year. That's what they're doing this year. Cornerbacks are lousy. If they, if Deshaun Watson can't pull it all together here, at least from a fantasy standpoint, mm-hmm. you got to pull the plug. Just you know, go on to yep. somebody else. Go pick up C.J. Stroud, who, anybody else you want, because this yep. is it. This is the yep. last good chance. And some of his passing deficiencies, and from a fantasy standpoint, have been hidden by some Decent running, but not even a lot of running. Um, and that's that's no sure thing either. So it's all bad, right?
2: Mitch was disappointed uh, with the season opener because Detroit was talking a big game about it. You wait, see how we use Gibbs. And then that happened. Yeah. What do you think of Gibbs against Atlanta?
5: Yeah, so uh, Gibbs, uh, you remember, of course, the 12th pick in the draft, and he's got some electric speed and burst and everything. So we went and looked, at after David Montgomery left last week's game, what happened so we can get maybe an, a, a sense of what's coming this week. Jameer Gibbs touched the ball six times. Craig Reynolds touched the ball four times. That's a 60-40 split. And I think that we're gonna see a lot more of Craig Reynolds than people realize, unfortunately. Oh god yeah, Reynolds is a Reynolds is a solid pass protector. Last week Gibbs had two uh block pass uh pass block assignments gives Gibbs he had two pass block assignments in last week's game he allowed a pressure on one and a hurry on the other and that's, you know, these are the, the things that for a young player, pass protection is generally often not good. That might keep him off the field. You know, Gibbs is a great receiver, so he's, you know, they're gonna use him that way. Um, but the Falcons are a good defense for that. They're giving up just 21 receiving yards per game to running back, so I can't even necessarily tell you to attack Gibbs as an air play. I th- I think we're gonna see way more of Craig Reynolds than people realize, and it's gonna be potentially a disheartening game if your expectations are too high on Gibbs here.
3: Well, to flip it so far, right? The Atlanta defense, they've faced Jordan Love, been good so far, right? Not yeah. thrown for a million yards. And also look yeah. at who they played in week one, Bryce Young in that
5: Carolina offense. So bad. So yeah. bad. If that draft could be held over right now, you know, if you could redo the draft right now, do you think Bryce Young would go number one I, or would it be Stroud or Richardson?
3: Two games in. I mean, please. I know, it's only two. Please, not all even right, close. Yeah, we, we, we couldn't believe Carolina traded up from nine to take that guy. We'll see. But, yeah, yeah, man, uh, I, I hear you. Tell everybody about Uh
5: Still creating new guillotine leagues. The premise is uh, pretty straightforward, Well, but it's new and novel. You don't play head-to-head. Instead, every week, the low-scoring team gets cut, and all their players go to the waiver wire, where the rest of us build superstar rosters throughout the entire season. All you have to do is be the last team standing. Don't finish last. You don't have to be best. Just don't be last skiatineleagues.com new leagues forming all the time including today great to
3: talk to you again pal good luck this week
5: absolutely thanks guys bye-bye
3: there you go paul charchian fantasy football hall of famer i'm excited for the game tonight um sure niners are i think probably the best team in football Mm -hmm. right now uh we'll see if the you know if they can stay healthy the entire year already the injury to Ayuk, but do you think it'd be a lot of people using them in survivor here in circa
2: I don't. Uh, okay. You have a lot of other humongous you spreads in the, across the league and on Sunday. The, and the Niners next week play Arizona at home. That's right, yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks for being patient, guys. Yes, absolutely, Thanks. today.
3: And great job by everybody yeah. behind the scenes as well, getting that together today.